Hi, I'm Bloody Porcelain, and I'll be playing Lady Eloise Beaufort. Hello, I'm Bookkeeper, and I will be playing Colonel Thomas Campbell. Hello, I am Legacy, and I'll be playing Lady Catherine Beaufort. Hello, I'm Overthinker, and I'll be playing uh, Mr. John Fielding. And hello, I'm Grizz, and I'll be your facilitator for the evening. How are we doing, players? Quite well, thank you for asking. I'm kind of to hear it. So, uh, tonight we're going to go to the Agreed Upon Beginning that we talked about just a few moments ago. Um, We are going to uh, go into the scene of Upper Redwood, a lovely little town in about Middle England, uh, as the snow has officially melted and the green has finally taken over the rolling hills of this uh, idyllic little town. uh, plenty uh, of farms, uh, uh, the sheep uh, already being released as it's getting warm enough for it. Uh, a few pockets of thick, uh, thickets and uh, larger forests. Um, the major roads and smaller ones leading up to the farms to the far off distance. Uh, the actual small town uh, where various shops and other things have been slowly built over time. It's not a quickly building town. It's pretty traditional for all intents and purposes, but it's gaining some traction as a lot of the uh, older buildings have been fully uh, been inhabited by some of the upper echelons of Anglo uh, society. Um, but one has been inhabited for quite some time. Uh, and we are going to shift uh, our eyes away from the little hamlet of Upper Redwich to Redwich Abbey. Uh, which was purchased by the Beaufort family uh, many years ago. And today is the first party of spring where, um, God, my notes are everywhere, everybody, uh, where Keller and Beaufort has invited uh, just friends, acquaintances, people from far-flung parts of England um, and the, the greater British Isles to just come and talk and visit and just enjoy the warmth that is spring after being shut inside for so long. It's the first party of the year and everyone's finally coming out to greet each other again after so long. Um, and we begin this event uh, we begin the story in the middle of this event, sorry, uh, where <laughs> we have uh, Catherine Beaufort. Um, Catherine, how are you? Oh, I'm very well. Uh, it's new and exciting, and it's good to see all the friends and family that have uh, been kind of hiding away for the winter season. Um so I'm just uh, I'm I'm currently surrounding myself with the dogs though. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, your aunt, uh, God, Carolyn and Catherine, Carolyn uh, has uh, situated this party um, kind of in one of the uh, outer parts of the abbey, one of the courtyards that bleeds into the fields that go off into a forest to allow her dogs to be able to roam more freely among the partygoers. Um, and there's uh, obviously plenty of seating. Uh, the food is delicious, and uh, you do have a few servants walking around. Um, but not as many as you'd think, uh, but they're managing this one. Uh, and as you're uh, enjoying yourself, um, you do notice uh, the approach of 
uh, three young gentlemen. Um, uh, and as uh, they're approaching you, uh, they seem to like pause. And you notice that they're coming from like three different directions, but it's odd that they all chose this exact time. Uh, and given where you are and the timing, you begin to have an inkling of what they're trying to do. Uh, before they pause awkwardly and all look at each other and all everyone's eyes are kind of drawn to it. And everyone can kind of surmise what they were planning to do. Um, but they all seem to bleed away back into the crowd as I was like, trying not to notice anything. Um, uh, so given that, uh, and everyone else did notice that as well, um, the party kind of goes into hush mutters and quiet as apparently you, young Catherine, uh, has several suitors. Uh, oh, 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 um, <clears throat> uh, gentlemen, um, thank you all very, uh, much. I am quite, uh, flattered. Uh, and she'll give a very small curtsy. Um, um, I, uh, I, I am surely, uh, too stunned to speak. Um, and she looks a little bit nervous. Um, her, her, her hands are both, uh, folded together. Um, and she just offers a very courteous smile to all. Um, um, I, uh, uh, I, I, I really don't know what to say. Um, uh, and she just very, very, um, she straightens herself up and kind of looks like past them, um, to her sister and her aunt for guidance. Um, yeah. she's one of the, uh, more recent introduced into society um so she's still trying to kind of figure out how to shift into a very polite uh rejection yeah no um the three of them you do see uh an elderly uh army individual um you uh, see another uh, younger man. You think he's the son of a recent businessman that moved into town, uh, coming up from uh, London. And another uh, darker gentleman. Uh, you can't quite place him, but he, he, he looks oddly familiar, but you can't place it. It's like, it's scratching in the back of your mind, but he has, like, a sly smile about him that suggests he, like, he does, in fact, know you very well. Um, but given all of that, uh, there is, uh, they, they all seem to, like, nod to each other, and, uh, the one with the sly smile just kind of, like, gives a small bow. Of course, I would... <laughs> love to talk to you again at a time that is more appropriate. I didn't think I would 
uh, he just gives a big grin to the other two. Such immediate competition, but I... I can't blame them. <laughs> it is very kind of you to say that. Um, I would love to speak with you in a more private setting, maybe later on. Um, I uh, am feeling very um, uh, parched, so if you gentlemen don't mind if I excuse myself for one brief moment, um, I will be back to speak with all of you later. Um, and she, again, gives a very polite curtsy and um, kind of makes her way uh, the long way kind of like around the three of them um, <laughs> keeping her posture uh, her posture nice and straight her arms uh, and her hands folded um, in, fr in front of her and again she takes off not running but kind of uh, picking up her pace while walking of course and as we bleed out of the situation the three of you all saw it like no one at this uh, at this little soiree missed this. Uh, well, Mr. Fielding, yeah, Mr. Fielding walks up and uh, Lady Eloise, did I behold what I believe that I did? Hands her her drink. Um, she will take it. Perhaps we didn't overhear the exact wording. Could have been a coincidence. She, she's got this look on her face that, that suggests that she is trying very hard not to look as hopeful that it was a coincidence as she feels. Mm. Uh, intention or coincidence, it seems a statement has been made as to the attentions focused on your dear sister. Indeed. Uh. Consider me impressed, though not at all surprised. She just kind of gives a, a slightly forced smile. <laughs> hmm. I should go and check on her. Would you excuse me? Certainly. Eloise will kind of slip away, uh, looking for an excuse to get away from her intended, um, and make her way over to Catherine. And as ladies are want and uh, happily able to do will kind of link her arm with her little sisters <laughs> as, as they walk towards the I'm assuming like where the tea and the punch and such is being uh, served deep breath it was um, slightly overwhelming I will admit Ellie did you know about this? No, but um, I did warn you what all of your um, flirtations could lead to if you didn't make it clear who you were and were not interested in. Uh, I didn't mean it to be flirtatious uh, at all. Um, I, I thought I was just being uh, kind. Uh, I, I did not mean for it to come off that way. Uh, n n definitely didn't mean for it to come off that way. To, and she she looks at the um at the uh, the uh, the older gentleman. Um, 
I'm sure that uh, Auntie would uh, appreciate me marrying a um, <clears throat> refined gentleman such as himself, but um, I, uh, um, I, 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 I know what I must do. I am just slightly overwhelmed <clears throat> with everything. Well, deep breaths. No, um, can't very well make any big proclamations at the party. Not after that. Yes, 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 I am. I know, I know. Um, uh, you've always been such a, a kind and warming, um, sister to me. I'm sure that, uh, that things will be okay. It's very okay. Um, I will. Um, yes. I'll see what I can do about getting some of the eyes off of you, if that's what you would like. Um, Give you I, time to settle your nerves. I... I I am ever so grateful for you, sister. Oh. And who's this? Um, as we walk up to the punch bowl, and uh, the older gentleman that Catherine gestured to is standing there. <laughs> Colonel Campbell has his uh, hand on uh, Jonathan, the uh, the older army major's shoulder, and is murmuring something in his ear. Uh, but we'll uh, step... Yeah, go ahead. And we'll uh, turn back around to the... And well, it does appear that the ladies Beaufort have uh, made quite an impression on the crowd tonight. I don't... <clears throat> I don't think I did so good, Campbell. I really don't think I did. I thought I had I thought I had an opportunity in there. So much you know, more younger, better looking, and he, you'd see him like take his handkerchief. And he's like getting the sweat off his brow and underneath his skin. Like, easy. I, I didn't think I'd have easy. You're shaking. I am shaking. It's, 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 it's not, You're it's shaking. Like the sweats. But the dog? Oh, the, do <clears throat> the dogs are shaking less than you. Stop it. It's, it's like the combat sweats. You remember those? Get a, get a hold of it yourself, <clears throat> man. See him like hold his hand. You see him grab one uh, wrist and uh, like that hand is still shaking, but his other hand stopped. Like, how about that? Look, you did say it was go. like going to war. Take mm. this, take this tree, go sit yeah. down, yeah. sip it slowly, uh, slowly, deep breath. <sighs> You'll be all right. I think she fancies me. <laughs> Go along. <laughs> oh. Bless your heart, gentle yeah. boy. Go sit down. You tap his heels at you and like, sit down. And you probably hear the sound of the chair shaking a little bit, but his hand stopped and he's just sipping the tea. He's going to break something before the night is out. Uh, Eloise is doing her best to pretend that she didn't hear any of that. Yeah. So is Catherine. <laughs> she is, they are very focused on the punch bowl right now. 
<laughs> Ladies, how are you all doing? Um, quite well. Um, Thank you, sir. Yes. Um, very and well. Yourself. Oh, I, I can't complain. Or at least so I've been told. At least for the next several hours. Um. La Lady Catherine, I see you're just as, uh, popular with the uh, gentleman as you used to be with your auntie's dogs. Well, I'm still uh, quite popular um, with the the puppies, um, and then she's going to uh, look out, and she's just gonna whistle for all thirteen of them to surround her. <laughs> the second yeah. she whistles, Eloise's eyes just sort of half close, like, "Oh no!" Should be and... good. And I uh, take up a drink. From across the fields, Bailey, Bonnie, Bess, Bryn, Blair, Bella, Brutus, Baron, Bernard, Bo, Bentley, Bootsy, and Zarius all come running across the field. <laughs> I have to pin this. I can't. As a, Never mind. <laughs> as a military man, I have to say, they do have fine formation. Uh, actually, they are oddly in a... Uh, I think Zarius is leading all of the bees behind him and uh, stops curtly in front of you. Um, they have had um, many years of training. Uh, my aunt is uh, um, quite well with uh, with her animal companions. Um, unfortunately, uh, I believe she called him Birmingham? Uh, pass away earlier this year at uh, a ripe young age of 14, but uh, these ones are still spick and spiffy and um, they love to run around and they are as healthy as well, a horse. <laughs> and quite protective, of, quite protective of their lady as well, I can see. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> They might not be the best at guarding, but you get enough of them to get jumpy, and uh, they could take even the strongest uh, warrior down. Especially if he's so foolish as to get down on one knee, eh? And she, uh, she goes to speak... Um, but kind of closes her mouth and lets off just a very soft chuckle. Um, something like that, yes. Uh, it is um, very nice to see you, uh, Colonel. And you, and where are my manners? Are my, my congratulations to you, Lady Eloise. Thank you, sir. Word, um, word of your betrothal has even reached the wilds of Scotland. Has it so far? Well, the mail does come slowly, but it does come. Well, At this I point, think... I think John enters the room and sort of waves to you, not wishing to approach the dogs too closely. We're outside. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, it, indeed. Hello, Colonel. Good to see you. Mr. Fielding. You look well. 
and you as well, sir. The the northern weather does does good for you. Being back from France does good for me, but uh, it's the same thing, really. Hmm. Indeed. Uh, yes, uh, Lady Eloise, I, Campbell and I are old friends. I thought to inform him of the momentous and wonderful change my life might soon undertake. Oh, um, well, it's lovely to meet you, uh, Colonel, and um, pleased to know that our engagement and the happy tidings have reached so far. Tell me, Colonel, back from France, I don't suppose you had any chance to examine the local fashions? Uh, other than putting holes in them, no. Hmm. A true shame. My personal business has, uh, has necessitated that I study French fashion and culture as uh, Parisian dress seems to be ever ahead of us in years you know that's the funniest thing when we were at the battle of quatre bras there was a bunch of uh, french cavalrymen who were wearing these old steel cuirasses like they were breastplates or something they're the shiniest things in the world uh, but what we discovered and in the aftermath of the battle was they made fine frying pans i see well, after we'd seen the Frenchies off, we were given a, a ration of steaks to enjoy as a sort of uh, victory reward. The hardest part was keeping the gravy in the pan th- uh, and not slipping out the bullet holes we'd left in the steel. <laughs> uh, and indeed, most um, impressive and efficacious. It was kind of awkward. The Dutch thought we were eating the Frenchies. <laughs> At this point, John sort of looks over at Lady Eloise and is like, should we be talking about this? <laughs> Eloise is, um, has, has snapped open her fan and is um, fanning herself uh, with very small, uh, quiet as she can manage, but vigorous uh, movements of her wrist. <laughs> mm. Like, this is probably not appropriate, but we're in it, and she doesn't know how to get out of it yet. Uh, Meanwhile, Catherine is listening very intently. (laughs) Letting her her eyes do the reacting for her. John's going to pick up on Eloise's discomfort and scan around the room for literally anyone else. Speaking of anyone else... (laughs) Ah... No. Okay, well, Book, you can just say that out loud if you want to. Uh, I would yeah. like to spend one of my uh, resolve tokens to uh, have Lady Eloise do something perhaps inadvertent uh, that makes clear to everyone in this little group her current, her discontent with her current betrothal situation. Is that cool with you, BP? Uh, uh, sure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think when John looks to Eloise for that kind of like, is this okay kind of look, um, there's a moment where, um, she looks distinctly disappointed. 
that not only is he looking to her to to like say yes or no, um, but that he's not getting them out of it because it's his friend and he started the conversation and she's a woman and she's not supposed to take control of the conversation. So he's put her in a very awkward uh, situation for her station. And there's a look on her face that says that she, she feels it. She can't she can't hide it. A uh, major, have you seen the grounds? The, it's it's quite a lovely. Uh, the the abbey was always lovely, and in this time of year, there is no better place for a hundred miles to, where one can walk and and enjoy the the beauty of our nation. Would you like to join yes. me? Uh, the family uh, gardens are just coming into bloom. I have wandered the Abbey grounds once or twice before with a uh, wee Catherine Beaufort, as I recall. Uh, but I'd be happy to uh, take a walk <laughs> wherever you wherever it is you wish to go. And incidentally, Mr. Fielding, it's Colonel now. Lead on. Certainly, Colonel. Um, I would like to spend a resolve token. By all means, Ooh. what would you like to do? <laughs> to, to, uh, cause Catherine to reveal her fluttery feelings for the good colonel as they're walking away. Legacy, is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can, always, you can always negotiate if you want to change it up a little bit, but it's up to you. No, 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 no I'm fine with this. Absolutely. As they walk away, um... Catherine is not hiding the fact that she is staring very intently at uh, at Colonel Thomas, um, and uh, ever so slightly brushing her her hair behind her ears, and and she is not taking her eyes off of him, um, and the dogs are like barking, trying to get her attention, and like jumping all over her, and usually uh, Eloise would know that like the the dogs are a main priority for her. She loves them just as much as Auntie does, um, but right now she is very distracted. Speaking of Auntie, while you are very distracted, um. Well, goodness, you got to pay attention to them. What are you doing? Oh, Bailey, Bonnie, Bess, Bryn, Blair, Bella, Brutus, Baron, Bernard, Bo, Bentley, and Zarius. You should know to tell your brothers and sisters to calm down. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. Here we go. Is everything all right? Well, except for what just happened. But, but what? Are you really making eyes at him right now? Auntie, no, I, I promise I was not making eyes at anybody. I was just... Um, because you have plenty of eyes on you. Goodness. Um, I was just taking in the breeze is all. Um. Well, the breeze is tall and very attractive indeed, but that's yes, not... Yes, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, no. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, the dogs, yes. Sorry. Um, uh, Bella, Bryn, Bella, stop, 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 stop. You, you don't have, you have the, the You have the good men, Jonathan, and not to mention you have a plucket staring at you from over there. And the um, one that you recognize, who's like the son of one of the businessmen, has been like surrounded by, I, I won't say cronies, 
but yeah <laughs> um some uh, other like not well to do but well to do younger gentlemen and he's like whispering to them like he's trying to formulate a plan um and then there's that darker um like taller uh so darker skin taller gentleman with like uh his hair's a little bit too long when it's okay his beard is a bit too scruffly but he's just leaning back in a chair kind of off to the side of everybody and he's just sipping on something that you don't think is tea uh grinning at you watching you this whole situation go down <laughs> <laughs> um, and he turns back to you. It's like you have enough eyes on you, and two of them. Well, uh, Jonathan's a sweetheart, uh, but that Plucket boy mm. um, is he a good person? I don't think so. Uh, is his family good? Uh, good a good situation? Of course they aren't. Of course, Auntie. Um, my 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 sincerest apologies. Um, I will uh, do do better. Uh, and she'll take she's gonna pick up one of the one of the dogs she, she'll pick up a she'll pick up a Zarius uh, in, in her in her arms and just kind of um and begin to uh, to pet him uh, don't worry uh, you won't lead me astray will you uh, you'll you'll set me in the right direction um, darling you're going to get dog hair all over those lovely white gloves but I don't <sighs> fine and she'll put the uh, she'll she'll begrudgingly put the dog down now i have spent all winter convincing your mother and your father that the person i have in mind young neil is his station isn't they aren't in a great position but they're in a position to do great things and i don't I don't want them to force someone down your throat, but you can't be looking around like that. They're right over there. Luckily, they've been distracted by so many people all day. And uh, she gestures, and near the, uh, closer to the abbey, like underneath like a large awning is another seating area. Um, and there are so many messages in this chat that I am losing so many names. <laughs> Can I get some more pins, please? <laughs> Goodness, I don't even know where it went. Are you looking for our parents? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, William Beaufort and Lenore Beaufort. Yeah, so William and Lenore are, um, uh, they're dressed relatively formally, but, you know, they're dressing slightly down because they want to enjoy the warmth, and they encourage everyone and the message outward to do the same. Um, but no, they don't seem to have noticed this occurrence yet. Um, but you can tell several other partygoers definitely have. <laughs> my, my, right, right. Um, my, and she's gonna very quickly wipe the uh, wipe the dog hair off of her hands and and um, readjust her hair and um, just get back right back into a formal position. I shall go and um, make myself acquainted with. Mr. Neil. And I would she... appreciate it. I'm not saying you have to obviously be with him or anything like that, but just make the introduction, let the family know that you're interested, and that'll give you time, I hope, to find someone that's right for you, because that's all I want. For both of you. And looks at Eloise. Eloise will force a smile. Mm -hmm. 
locked it. Um, <laughs> of course, Auntie. <laughs> I show you red like book. Um, so uh, she uh, she will nod to the both of you. I believe he's underneath uh, one of the oak trees over there. Just make yourself known, and Eloise. Would you be a darling and just be there? Always, Auntie. Of course. Thank you. You both look so wonderful today. Put up, put it down. Put it down. No, 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 no. That's a good silverware. But we don't have much of it left. Put it down. Put it down. Eloise is going to link her 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 arm with her sister's again and and whisk Catherine away while that's unfolding. She's like, "That's a mess we don't need to be a part of." Put it like crazy. The screaming as they walk away. Uh, if it's, if anything, the Redbridge Abbey um, and the family that dwells within, everyone knows that Auntie Many Dogs. Auntie Many Dogs. It's a little zany, um, but there are always many dogs and they're always lovable. And she is an absolute treat, if not a little bit informal sometimes. But, well, she's doing pretty well for herself. So, uh, respectfully, fuck them. So, she could be worse. He could definitely be worse. Definitely be worse. (laughs) So, uh, as we kind of like cut to like the outskirts of the party, we have uh, the good Colonel and (laughs) Mister Fielding. I almost said Mister John, but no, I don't think so. (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. Um, and just walking through the outskirts. Uh, the party's still going on, but, um, <laughs> for perception, uh, <laughs> uh, John, you, um, you've come from a kind of like a rougher, like more like a rough and tumble kind of background. You do catch, um, uh, sight of the individual who's been like staring down, uh, Catherine, for the better part of the day, as you're like walking through the outskirts, um, you think you recognize him. It's it, it is the definition of like he has one of those faces, and it's kind of off-putting. But you believe you recognize him from somewhere, mm. but you're not sure. But that's just a side note. As you're perusing the grounds with the colonel, as you were, indeed. <laughs> How's business? Uh, business proceeds uh, well. Expectations are exceeded, if I may be so bold. I believe that, well, there are certainly other businesses in the industry that produce quality products and have long been preferred by the most elite clientele. I find that my own wares, be they suits or dresses or other items of high fashion serve well. We we are, at this point, an established name. No longer in the dangerous space where one might simply disappear. You'll be glad to know His Grace uh, credited me my new army jacket when I arrived in France. So I uh, 
you make an impression. It is my hope. A good impression is my hope. I'm all too aware that some men of my background and station can make the impression that one should buy from them and then be gone. I'd say, uh, well, based on your uh, recent betrothal, that you're making that at you're you're charming at some level, to be sure. I hope so. I find myself concerned at every waking moment as to whether my betrothal is due to my charms or the success of my business and the pressures of her family. You do not think that Lady Eloise is a, some sort of fortune hunter? I would never impugn her honor. She is a woman of tremendous character and great insight and intelligence. It is my own fortunes which, though greatly risen, uh, humble beginnings cannot be ignored. <laughs> you're saying this to a man who wore a kilt to a formal party. I think I know what you're talking about. Perhaps. But so your honor and respect are one in blood and service to your country. What I have acquired has been... subtler perhaps but steadier perhaps and, and as they uh, they look at the estate I am going to spend my monologue token uh, to ask Mr. Fielding to tell us all at length how he feels about uh, his betrothal and his prospects therein <clears throat> yep. <laughs> All right. Oh, sorry. I was born to to two parents I have never known. I believe them to be of station and perhaps of class. But for whatever reason or combination of reasons, they left me. And I did not learn of their existence until, until I was a man grown. I came up in poor houses. I came up working and cared for only by those few employees who could see it beyond their meager income to care. I was fortunate, perhaps, more than some, to meet with a tradesman of unique skill. By his hand, I learned to sew and the value of fashion, moreover, the value of appearance. He said to me, John, one must not judge a book by its cover, but one may judge a cover by its quality. He taught me, he taught me to understand what a man wishes to say by how he dresses, by how he holds himself. And he taught me to hold myself and to say 
what I mean when I mean it, and what should be said when it must be said. Eventually, when he passed, he left me his business. And that business became my business. And my business has become an institution in the fashion of the region. Rare now is the party where one does not enter and feel a sense of confidence, a building within themselves, a fortification of their will, for they're wearing a fielding suit. It is my hope, my perhaps vain and silly hope, that in raising myself up, in learning that my parents are part of this world, and my entrance to it through the miraculous company of a Miss Eloise Beaufort. Perhaps I can, I can find out who I would have been if those parents who made whatever decisions they made had made a different one. I have my doubts, of course. My life has taught me to doubt, to expect trouble, to assume not always the kindest motivation, but... But I shall proceed with trepidation and a very nice suit. Well said. Thank you. What say you to that, Colonel? So normally the monologue is an inner monologue. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just starting uh, talking, sure. But uh, no, it's if if you would like to have if you would like to have said all that in character, I will react. But uh, I wanted to give you that option. I appreciate it. Let me think about that. I kind of feel like the conversation is in the right space. We're talking about prospects and feelings, and we haven't seen each other in years, or however long you've been at war. Maybe a shortened version, but yeah, I think. That's what John is talking about. Okay. Cool. Then, uh, as my right as a facilitator, uh, book, I'm going to give you back that monologue token. Okay. Cool. Uh, <coughs> sweet. Well, he just said all of that. Well, how do you feel about that, Colonel? Don't. Well. This is going to sound strange. Well, everything for me sounds strange, I suppose, especially <laughs> the English haters. But I think you're going to find, as you uh, rise in station, that this layer of society isn't that much different from every other layer of society you may encounter. 
His Grace referred to his army as a uh, the very scum of the earth, and perhaps they were. But they did their duty. And they had the same sort of questions of uh, envy and pecking order that uh, uh, this lot has. Hmm. You speak so boldly of those I must impress. I envy you that. Well, I know what I must appear to them. And, uh, it provides a certain, it provides a certain layer of armor. I could do my best to try and lessen my brogue a little bit. Maybe wear trousers as long as I'm here. Perish the thought. It, it wouldn't make a difference. They'd see me as I am now. So I let them take... They can take me as I am, or they can send me on my way. Either way, I think I'll probably have a, uh, a drink and a fair, fair couple of conversations before the night is out, wherever I end up. I'm glad one ended up with you tonight. I clap him on the shoulder. Likewise, likewise. Now, forgive me, I must bend your ear about alternative currencies. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> well done, gentlemen. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Uh, back to the ladies on the far side of the party, on the other uh, edge, uh, near the edge. Um, Neil Graham. Neil Graham is uh, a little older than the two of you. Uh, he <laughs> taller, uh, like lithe, kind of like you'd want to call him Genki, but you can see a little bit of muscle built underneath him. Um, the Graham family has made its name very, very recently um, by investing in several properties overseas uh, and trying to get their money that way as they see what. Um, the what <laughs> what the colonies uh, will probably fully become and it's paying dividends in a large way uh however many people um especially around here view it as like a very risky venture because you know it's money they can't see they don't know what's going to happen in news travel flow um be that as it were they have made a decent amount of coin and they're doing pretty well from themselves having uh, bought up a few properties in Upper Redwich and they recently acquired a manor which is how your aunt heard about them in the first place uh, but your parents they they have they have a similar mindset of hmm do we want to throw our hat in with this particular family uh, it seems a little iffy but as the two of you know Places are limited right now, and uh, the money isn't exactly pouring in at the moment. Um, but taller, live, uh, uh, a good head and a half taller than the both of you, uh, clean shaven, like a well cut, well trimmed, bright blue eyes, and a very like, um, he, I don't know, he just radiates sunshine in a lot of ways. He's just like continuously smiling as he's talking to uh, a few of the guests. Um, and that's who you see as you approach. 
Um, before we before we fully like get within like um listening distance to them, um, <laughs> Catherine is just going to uh, very subtly lean into uh, to Ellie, um, and just I don't I don't know if I can do this, Ellie. I I don't. Uh, he seems nice, but never mind. By all accounts and purposes, and everything that I've heard, he's a good man with a kind and gregarious and open heart. Give him a chance. All right. You don't have to say yes today, you just have to say hello. You're right. You're right. It's just an introduction. <sighs> I'm just glad to have you by my side right now. I don't know what I would do without you. I'll smile. Um, Chris, remind me what his like title is. Oh, they currently don't have one, and that's part of the whole issue. It's very new money. Ah, and his last name? Uh, Graham. Say that again. Graham. Sorry. Graham. Graham. Okay. Ah, uh, well, I will kind of give Catherine's hand uh, or arm a pat because we're elbow and elbow um, as we wander um, and uh, when we get close I will give Mr. Graham the most um, the widest smile I can um, while still being formal Mr. Graham may I introduce my sister Catherine Hello! Oh, it's it's so nice to finally meet you both. Um, uh, Lady Catherine and uh, gives uh, you a small bow. Lady Heloise gives you a small bow. It is, oh, it's an absolute joy to meet you. I've heard, well, not heard, read so much about the both of you from the of your aunt's letters over the past several months, and it's nice to finally meet you both. Uh, I'd hope I would hope it would have been sooner, but um, unfortunately, I've been overseas for quite some time. But uh, it, it is lovely to meet you both. The pleasure is all mine, uh, Mr. Graham. It is um, very nice to make to make your acquaintance now. Um, and she'll offer up a hand for him. Yeah, you will kiss him. I hope that you are enjoying the festivities today. Um, my aunt is skilled at many things, um, and one of those is throwing lovely parties. It's an absolute blessing, the very idea that we're all getting together and uh, celebrating spring. It feels nice to be warm again. Uh, uh, I spent, well, man, much of this past winter trying to get trying to get back over here, and when I finally got home, it was as cold as it gets though it was it was very nice to finally to put on a light coat for a change i can only imagine you said that you've been um overseas for quite some time may i ask where your travels took you uh mainly to boston and new york i unfortunately won't be able to go much farther for quite some time but we were doing our best to hold on to some older properties that we uh had acquired and uh it's quite hard to do with how things are changing rapidly over there so uh, I had to go over there with my father for um, the better part of last year and I've only recently come back oh that is quite 
astounding. Um, actually, uh, I've never thought about traveling to the New World. Um, you must tell me what, uh, what the people are like over there. Um, industrious. So many things happening at the same time. Just buildings and houses springing up all over everywhere. Uh, roads expanding quicker than you think. Um, not too fond of us, of course, but, uh, welcoming at the same time. It was odd. Hmm. That sounds quite adventurous. Um, I have it on my hopes and dreams list to one day uh, travel and see the new world for myself. Um, uh, I've always uh, been interested in travel. Yes. Well, um, the actual trip over there isn't the greatest, but I do believe uh, there is a sudden cacophony of dogs barking. Um, as uh, yeah, you see Neil just being like, goodness, what? And then they just, all 13 of them just bowl him over, like, just to get to you where you are. And like, <laughs> Neil was where the, the place where they wanted to be, so they moved him. Um and they all just surround you, Catherine, uh, just like barking and everything like that. And they're like tucking on your white gloves and they're leading you just away from him. Um, and they're just kind of like, it's kind of like they're forcing you to go. Uh, and they and you kind of turn and you do see uh, the good Colonel um, in all of his glory, standing in the midst of a green field with his good friend. The wind's blowing. Uh, he can see his hair moving slightly. Um, <laughs> as well, <laughs> as he stands there with his arms around his friend, laughing about something, uh, probably various forms of currency. Um. Uh, she'll she'll uh, she'll uh, look back as the dogs with all of their strength push Catherine away and she'll just look back and, and just uh, quickly say, I am so sorry um, um, my, my uh, uh, I'm okay Bella, yeah. Bella, no, not my shoes not my shoes <laughs> I mean this, I mean and for you Eloise, like, you're just like seeing him talk to your sister and then just gets, it's like one of those it's like a little slapstick, but he just suddenly like vanishes from your vision and like a sound of dogs barking and he just kind of like ate shit on the ground he's trying to pick himself like oh. Eloise <laughs> looks horrified oh goodness um, and you do hear your aunt uh, off in the distance I look away from them for one second I think you see her like running after the dogs as quick as she can she's not exactly a quick mover uh, I should like the colonel to uh, sort of see this as he's talking to, to John walk over in his best military manner just look at the whole squad of dogs and possibly the uh, the beleaguered would be suitor and just bark sit uh, and they just stop dead dead on their haunches and just like stand to attention uh, ears up heads forward Remarkable. You gaggle of miscreants. <laughs> they all bow their heads. Uh, Eloise is going to to do one of those rare things where this very austere, usually pretty severe person kind of breaks with what is expected of somebody of her standing, and she is going to kind of crouch down and try to help Mr. Graham up. Um, I am so sorry. This is... No, it's, 
it's quite all right. All right? right? I've taken my fair share of knock. Um, oh, can, oh, I can uh, have one of the footmen um, see if they can oh, get you a clean jacket. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no. I, oh, good. Uh, oh, and uh, you, he's like holding his head and his hand comes away for it. There's like a small cut up there. Oh, goodness. Oh, yes. Let's let's get that seen to. And I'm, I'm going to like take his elbow and start like leading him away from the gaggle of dogs. <laughs> Oh, and oh. and to, to where there is help, uh, like a, a member of staff to clean him up. <laughs> um, I think John is actually going to give chase on that point because he's no, not actually, sure who that I'm, guy is. Well, no, no? Okay, I'm gonna actually going to interrupt. So, cool. um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> BP, as you're actually looking around for the help is it does dawn upon you that there isn't actually that much in the way of help right now. So you're not quite sure where you're going to find them, given how busy they are with everybody else. Uh, well, I'll do my best to, to I mean, the, mm. the kitchen seems like a likely place to find a member of staff, yeah, <laughs> given absolutely. that this is a party with refreshment. So we yeah. are headed that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you do think to yourself uh, as you're going, just like, luckily that like people are enjoying themselves enough that this sign of lack of help doesn't actually mean anything quite yet. Right. Yes. Um. But uh, sorry. Going back to you, uh, Mr. Fielding. I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was a very important point. For sure, I was going yeah. to, because I know that I I think I know that guy, and I don't know how I know him, and most of the people that I know. No, that's that's somebody else. The one I described to you uh, was not ah. the person they were talking to. So that individual oh, is standing up from his chair, uh, covering his mouth, giggling to himself after witnessing the avalanche of dogs on a poor gentleman that, uh, uh, well, was being introduced to someone he's been staring at the entire party. So there is mm. that. Cool. I sorry. think I'm yeah, gonna... sorry for misleading you. Didn't mean to. All good. No, I think I'm going to go talk to that guy. This guy okay. I maybe recognize. Okay, okay. So we are going to resolve this in three stages. First, uh, uh you now have 13 dogs standing to attention uh, on uh, in front of your feet, ready for your next orders. Right. You miserable dogs, return to your mistress immediately. Stop harassing the guests. Um... <laughs> Uh, do you use just a full weight of your military voice in that? I do, and I, I point at uh, uh, Lady Caroline, who is uh, still uh, slowly making her way across the uh, the field. <laughs> um, yes, they turn and, <laughs> led by Zarius, one by one, in the most uh, sad dog walk, like... It's not a tiny fiddle. They deserve like a full orchestra, just like, like just on their way over, like thoroughly, like, oh man. Oh, <laughs> I. You should there. be ash You should be ashamed of yourselves. Whimpering, like, like shaking as they go. Of course. Uh, the entire time, Catherine is very just beat red. <laughs> Lady Catherine, I. I apologize on behalf of the dogs, since uh, I can't can't imagine they'll find it in themselves to to do so at a later date. Uh, 
there's no need to worry about it. Um, uh, those dogs, they have um, some very distinct personalities of their own. Um, I just don't know what's getting into them today. Uh, usually they're so well behaved. Uh, it might be uh, time for them to go out and um, really enjoy running around and getting some fresh air, I think. And well, so are, many... are they hunting dogs at all? Um, I will be completely honest with you. Um, the only thing that they know how to hunt, uh, is their dog food uh, in the right. kitchen. Oh, well. I was figuring I would go, uh, see what sort of game was coming out for the spring, uh, probably tomorrow or the day after. Uh. I did have a question, he says, clasping his hands behind his back. You'd... You relate to me the circumstances by which uh, Mr. Fielding and Lady Eloise came to be betrothed. Oh, um, I believe it was um, arranged. Uh, Mr. Uh, Fielding is um, an up-and-coming uh, uh, in his field. I'm, I will not lie. I don't completely know what it is that he actually does. Oh, he's um, a tailor. He made me. He made me this. He straightens his uh, his uniform slightly. It, then he is a man of great talent. Um, he it is a looks Very lovely on you. Oh. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but um, my uh, <coughs> my sister, uh, uh, Lady Eloise, um, they've been betrothed since uh, late fall. And, uh, everybody's very excited for the wedding. Everyone? Um. He says with a, a, a slightly crooked grin. Well. I. Maybe everyone. I don't. Maybe everyone. <laughs> well, that's often best we can hope for, isn't it? Maybe everyone's excited. Well, I'm just more concerned about my 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 sister's happiness, and if this Mister Fielding makes her happy, does he? On that note, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I. I don't wish to speak for my sister. I... Of course not. I have far too much respect for her. Would you permit me to escort you uh, back to the punch bowl? You seem to have uh, lost some of it. I believe some of it ended up on... Uh... I can never tell them apart. One of the dogs. Um, oh, uh, uh, that is Bo. Yes, he um, will definitely need a bath later. All of them might need a bath later. Uh, I might take them out to the creek at some point. N nonetheless, um, I would love an escort. I am um, getting a little warm. I am at your service. Um, and she'll... Uh, wrap an arm around his um 
and uh, attempt to look as calm and collected as possible. Uh, well, hiding, trying to hide any of her embarrassment. <laughs> you may feel free, but I was given back my monologue token, oh, so no. hey, guess what? Great. By the power vested in me, by the state of Nebraska, you, <laughs> I am allowing this monologue token. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lady, uh, Lady Catherine, you have had three uh, almost proposals and uh, one Scotsman you're mooning over. What's going on in your heart? Oh, dear. Curtains open on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) I am terrified. Nothing today has gone correct. It was just supposed to be a party. Auntie told me that it was just a party. She didn't tell me about three proposals. She didn't tell me about a new man that I needed to make myself formal to, and people already have opinions about me. All I want to do is just take the pain away from Ellie. I know she doesn't want to be with this man. I'm doing everything that I can to protect her, despite the fact that she thinks that she needs to protect me. And I don't want any of it. I don't want them. This is bliss right now. No one's here whispering in my ear telling me that I am now to bear responsibilities that I I wasn't even familiar with months ago and it's just us been so long and the last time that I saw him Will was alive and being close to him is like being close to my brother again I don't know what I'm going to do I don't know what the right path to take is and all eyes are on me. What am I doing? What am I, what am I doing? I need to be more responsible. But I can't stop looking at him. This is going to be troublesome. Very, very troublesome. I'm sorry, Ellie. I'm trying the best that I can. But every turn I take, every move I make, everything that I say... I don't know if I'm making anybody proud. I just want to be happy. And I want you to be happy too. And monologue. Well said. At the end of that, um, as you're walking back towards where the dogs are into the more interior part of the party, um, Catherine, there is something that you notice must be things of 
already gone wildly in the wrong direction in many ways, but maybe slightly right too. But you do kind of uh, look off and you see behind your aunt who's looking at you with a maybe apologetic expression. Um, behind her, farther up, uh, closer to the actual abbey itself, um, the concerned faces of both of your parents as they see you walking up with the good colonel. Uh, and sorry, I was going to say we're going to switch uh, scenes real quick. Sorry about that. Unless you have something else to say. Um, thank you again for uh, walking me up and I apologize again for the uh, unruliness of all the dogs. Um, all I the thing, am... Lady Catherine, all the things anyone will ever have to apologize to me for, unruliness will never be one of them. Well then, um, would you like a drink? And she gestures to the punch. Oh, aye. So, uh, Mr. Fielding. Are you asking? Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'll get your attention. Um, you uh, approach the gentleman that you keep clocking and you're not quite sure who it is. Uh, and he still, like, he sat back down after having a good quiet laugh to himself. Um, and uh, he's enjoying whatever's in his cup and uh, he glances up as you approach. Oh, good day to you. And to you, sir. It is lovely indeed. Hope the party finds you well. well. I'm doing excellent, my friend. It has been nothing if not greatly entertaining. And I'm glad to have helped spur things along, as it were. He, like, takes a sip. He's one of the suitors, right? Yes. Cool. Quite so. May I join you? Of course. Take the seat. I call someone over to give you a cup, but uh, they seem in short supply. <laughs> Take another sip. Indeed. I believe you're, uh. I'm sorry that your intentions on Lady Catherine could not be more clearly presented. Forgive me, how did you would how did you and the good lady meet? Whoa. Ah what she remembers. Your children. Mm. And then larger children. Children now, honestly. We haven't experienced nearly enough of the world. Certainly. The Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Uh reaches out a hand. Richard Fosley. Do I know a Mr. Fosley? As I shake his hand. You do uh know of uh Sir Richard Fosley. Um his uh father is a baron in like a smaller region. Like 
adjacent to Red Witch. Mm. Um, the Fosleys uh, have been around for a hot minute. Uh, they made their money and then just kind of stayed quiet with it. They're usually invited. They're always around. People like seeing them at their parties because it means, oh, the Fosleys are here. Good. People know that name. Respected. means I'm respected. Like, people kind of use them to gain leverage or uh, mm-hmm. try to equal out uh, their own standing. Um, and the Fosleys are fully aware of that, and they're happy about it because it means no matter what, uh, no matter what, they're always technically important. Right. A party with a member of their family can be considered to have reached a reasonable standard. Yes. And the reason you kind of, you just keep like scratching that itch of, do I recognize him? You've definitely seen him at a few parties. Whether or not he's actually interacted with anyone, who knows? But, uh, him being a suitor does, does, it, it is a little odd for their own moves because they don't make big moves like that usually. Interesting. Well, it is a pleasure to have a member of your esteemed company at such an event, if I may say so. I do not believe Miss Catherine would hold it against me. Wait, hang on. Which one's the aunt? Carolyn. I do not believe Miss Carolyn would hold it against me to ins- extend further appreciation for your presence. No, no, of course not. She loves me, of course. Hmm. Is he wearing one of my suits? No. Uh, but he's like staring at you intently, just like, but enough about me. How are your own? How's your, are you faring? Things going well on your end? Uh, indeed. I do not know if you know me well oddity in this circle to be sure but business is booming I find myself in the frankly astonishing position of having attracted the attention of Lady Eloise and succeeded in securing her hand so were there a thing in the world for me to complain about I should surely put it aside for all my success And do you believe the success will continue? I am... I am too much a man of the world to believe that all things that are good are endless. But I foresee no immediate cause for alarm. No. No. What about the bearing of the family you'd marry into? I have every cause to respect their, their their station. I wonder if you allude to a specific matter or if you seek to gain my illusions. Oh no, I have no illusions whatsoever. I'm fully aware of what their station is and where they're sitting. Makes me wonder how long they'll stay there. Uh, he, he like straightens his coat. 
Forgive me, sir, but you either imply an information of which I have no knowledge, or pass what I can only consider to be an insult to my betrothed. I would do no such thing. I'm clearly and interested sure, in marrying their daughter. And of course, not. I've been invited to so many of their past outings, I can't imagine a place I would rather be right now. I would never insinuate anything. Precisely. And this being, therefore, not an insult, it is an implication, it is a suggestion of knowledge. I understand that we have met, and you have no need to bring me into your confidence. But, as many of my friends will attest, my confidence can be a useful place to be. Should you choose to share what it is you seem to know. Oh no, I can know I can keep you in good confidence. I mean, James and I go way back. I'm aware of your dealings, I'm aware of how you handle yourself. I am just concerned, mm -hmm. because I have considered throwing in my hat with you, that you're going to put all the eggs in a basket with several holes in it. That's rapidly deteriorating. But I do actually have to be going. It would seem the best that I wish to talk to is rather spin with somebody else, but I can wait. Mm. But for right now, uh, and he'll give a small bow, Mr. Fielding. Um, Certainly, it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance, and I look forward to future communique. Of course, I'll reach out to you shortly. Just remember, you're for, uh, you are a booming success, and you should be deeply proud, to, uh, deeply proud of where you are and how far you've reached. I just do hope you place your hand on something that isn't going to burn you. Uh, mm. That he'll give a nod. Uh, John a nod. gives him a smile and a nod that does not reach his eyes. Oh. <laughs> he, no, his smile is in his eyes, but it's about as, I don't know, mischievous as it gets. He's just big grin on his face as he uh, nods at the smile. Um and proceeds his way into the abbey to exit out the front. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, with that, we are quickly going to go inside the abbey itself, uh, to the kitchen. Um, Eloise, he has done his best not to lean on you this entire time and kind of maintain an upward position, but he is a little wobbly. He seems to have knocked himself a bit harder than you thought. Yeah, um, Eloise is doing her best to have, like, minimal physical contact because mm -hmm. she's already breaking with propriety. Um, but yeah. when it becomes clear how unstable he is and that no help is coming, um, you know, she will kind of reach out and, like, put her hand under his elbow to keep him steady. Um, yeah. It's little, it's little touches, as small as she can manage, but still more than someone as prim and proper as she uh, would typically do. Yeah, he um, finally just, um, 
not pulls his hand away, but like stands up. All right, this is a good seat. Um, and as you kind of like get inside the door, um, a little ways in, uh, he just sits down. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Um, sit here. I, I'm, I'm going to go find one of the mates. I'm so sorry again. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, um, and I will, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll we're in the kitchens. There's got to be help here. There's got to be at least yes. one person. No, 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 no. I mean, if anything, it's like, uh, they're well fed. We're going to sit down for a second and you kind of see where all the help is now. It's like for the smallest of seconds. One of the ladies of the fucking family bursts in and everybody's on their feet. Yeah. He's like, oh, my lady. Um, he's injured. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh, two of the maids just like scurry, like high speed maid scurry, just like, oh, and like go to take care of him. He's um, calling for like water, and uh, I, 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 as a player, am not, uh, not sure what at the time they would have used in the water to help clean a wound, but she's, uh, calling for things and like taking off her gloves, like she intends to be the one to like fix it. No, 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 my lady. We got. The, we 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 have this. It's okay. We we uh, we can clean them up just fine. Um, uh, as they begin to uh take off his uh outer coat and then like clean up the duff, uh, dust and dirt off of him and put a quick bandage on his forehead. Uh, legacy. What uh, at what point in the scene did you want to come in? I'm so sorry. I'll have it. We'll have it be as she's uh, as as a uh, uh uh Ellie is taking off her gloves and getting ready to to help. Hot, and then Auntie shows up. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, my lady. And then this is like, oh, where is he? I can't believe it. Uh, Eloise, what are you doing? Something to take care of our guest. No, they have him. It's okay. We have, uh, Do you have this? And the maids are just like vigorous nodding. Like, we weren't <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> we could have prevented this from happening. <laughs> um... Uh, and they do, uh, but, uh, he does, um, uh, gently, like, uh, just briefly, like, touch one of your hands, like, I do appreciate the F you put in, though. I, I know it was a lot, and thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for... And she'll kind of gesture at his head. No, I've always had a knock, uh, I've uh, knock, uh, knack, <laughs> I knocked my knack. I kn I've always had a knack for hitting my head off whatever I could hit my head off when I'm falling. It's, uh, hasn't done me well, but, uh, here I am. Hey, I just smile, but you can see it's a little hard. <laughs> uh, as the maids begin, uh, continue cleaning him up and getting the blood off of his face and, uh, making him look presentable. <laughs> Eloise is just gonna look at her aunt and she she just looks vaguely exhausted. She's like, this has been a terrible day <laughs> without saying anything. Um it would be at this point your aunt's just like, I hmm. I think I think today went well. <laughs> she like kind of stands up straight. Everyone had fun. There uh we didn't um do quite everything I wanted, but we did. She's not talking to you quietly off to the side, but we did do plenty. Um, we did begin to send everyone home. I think that we think that that's wise. Yes. 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 Um, Eloise. 
on. You did, you did wonderful, darling. Thank you. Oh goodness! Uh, like <laughs> looks outside, and you know she is right. Like despite all the goofiness happening around everybody, this is Red Witch Abbey. Like they're it's not like they're not like used to this shit, but like. They know how to throw a party. <laughs> there's always a scandal. There's always some chit chat. Something goofy happens, and the food's good. So, good start to spring. Um, and uh, the uh, you other three also see um Eloise and uh Carolyn begin to uh bid everyone adieu as it is like the sun's getting on to the other side, and this is the point in spring where it's like getting closer to like three so it's getting a little chilly and you really shouldn't be out here right now it, it, we're not that warm um and we're going to slowly uh cut away the camera as the party comes to a close um so those for those of you who aren't uh fully knowledgeable about the good society that was the end of our novel chapter um and now uh my lovely players we are going to go into the next phase known as the reputation phase um uh so uh we're gonna assess y'all's behavior uh against your like your own raw reputation criteria and either talk about creating tags or removing tags as far as like what you actually just role played out right um so we're just gonna go down the line uh line here uh bp yeah what's your reputation for there uh my reputation my positive tag is austere and my negative tag is proud hmm All right. So, uh, we're going to talk it through a little bit. Um, do you think that Eloise, everybody, earned another reputation deck? Which background does she use? Because that's where the, the list comes from. Yes. Uh, my backgrounds are Cornerstone and Peerage. I have to open the reference for because it's been a hot minute. <laughs> it has uh, been a second. Sorry, everybody watching. There's a lot to this. We so, set all of uh, this up last year. <laughs> <laughs> so in reference and announcements, everybody, if you scroll a little bit up, you'll see the uh, character role sheet and the family background sheet to look through. I I would argue that her, uh, her generosity to the uh, dog beleaguered would-be suitor um, could potentially uh so uh looking at that acting in the service of duty in a way that compromised her desires she didn't want to help this guy uh and certainly didn't want to take him to the kitchen and uh clean his wounds so that might potentially lead to her gaining the uh, giving positive tag. How do you two feel about that? And BP can also put your input. Yeah, uh, definitely. I agree. Yeah. I think giving, giving makes or sense. Caring. 
There's not really one called damage control, so. <laughs> well, there is a one called caring, but there, there it's influential, influential, austere, wise, famous giving, or positive, and negative is vain, proud, vengeful, incompetent, mean spirited. So I feel like giving fits. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and give yourself that tag. do that as soon as I find the right tab. I don't have a million things open because I'm running the stream or anything. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, okay. Going down the line here. Book. So, what are the... Yep. Uh, I would... Based on uh, the... Re because... Uh, the one thing that people saw him do, uh, that several people saw him do, was talking about uh, cooking steaks in uh, dead people's armor. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's I'd like to that vote happens. for uncouth. I'm thinking uncouth. <laughs> uncouth, yeah. May, may, be, uh, may be appropriate for having acted in contravention of society's conventions. 100%. To the point that even John saw a problem. Mark it up, uncouth. I don't know. Uh, the no problem. <laughs> what are the odds? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, the kilt alone. <laughs> like, it's called fashion uncouth. sweaty. Like, yeah, swaying in the breeze. Um, Here's the question. Oh, go ahead. I just, it occurred to me, John is wearing one of his suits and it sounds like the colonel is as well, were either of the ladies, uh, did you get dresses from me? Uh, well, I mean, I feel like oh. it's obvious that at least my dress came from you. Because <laughs> we sure. were dressed to match. Yeah, Catherine yeah. totally forgot that you were a tailor, so uh, I'll leave that one up to you. <laughs> I mean, it feels business fitting. owner, but this was like the first outing as us being an engaged couple so it seems like he mm -hmm. would John would probably want the family to look their best and would have out of yeah. pure kindness obviously probably mm -hmm. as Christmas gifts provided new outfits yeah there's no social angling happening there at all no mm -hmm. all right can I propose the tag for Legacy's character and feel oh. slightly guilty that it's not positive? <laughs> uh, I will remove the guilty tag from the tag that you're trying to give and uh, go ahead. Uh, given her fumbles, and there were many, I feel like incompetent <laughs> makes sense. They were the dogs. They were mm. all the dogs. You got yourself into a position where three different men were approaching you to try and court you. And the man that you were supposed to be talking to uh, got attacked by dogs. <laughs> and led away by your sister. Don't uh, throw that out there. <laughs> I was going to suggest yeah. negative tag from old money. Uh, Self-obsessed. Can't. I think it has, it has to, come to come from it has to come from our uh, uh, our background. Yeah. Gotcha. No, oh, you're good. It's <coughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Sure. Then uh, incompetent. I'm sorry. I feel yeah. bad. 
It's not a true and legacy character if I don't give myself that, that tag at least once. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you literally you. signed up to be the one who got caught in all of these awkward positions. Uh. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then we're just going to go down to Overthinker. What's Overthinkers again? Oh, he is new money. Um, Indeed. Oh, this is hard. To, to be fair, I don't think John did anything to affect his reputation one way or the other in this in this affair. Um. Yeah, I was low key. Um, the only thing that would have affected his reputation is that he was very visibly uh, seen talking to uh, Sir Richard. Yeah, I was gonna say the one the one that makes the most sense to me is ambitious because he was talking to Sir Richard. Yeah. The yeah. Bosley mm. family, if you're seen with them, uh you're trying to boost up your own shit. And you usually succeed in doing so, whether it be for ill or for uh good. I also didn't await an introduction, I just went up to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But um he did recognize you immediately, so Yeah. Yeah. I take ambitious. I don't think that's inaccurate. Love that. Heck yeah. Alright. Gotta put it on your character card. Good news is you don't trigger a reputation condition until you get your third deck. Yep. All right, friends, that is the reputation part. And I appreciate you all for discussing it and agreeing to in a friendly manner. Love you all. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this because uh, the rumor and scandal phase (laughs) is next. So the rumor and scandal phase, uh, we take a step back from our characters. Um... And this is where the society part of good society comes into play. This is how the world views these characters after everything that has just occurred. Not the individual characters, the world that has they have just seen you and reacted to you. Uh, given that, uh, we're going to be uh, go around in a circle, as uh, if we had one, and take turns to either create or spread a rumor. We don't have any rumors yet, I believe. Um... I don't think we did that during the collaboration phase. No, uh, we didn't no. set anything up. No. So these are this is our first round, and all we're going to be doing is creating a rumor or a scandal. Um. So and we're going to go around the circle. We're going to pitch the idea. Um. You either create or spread a rumor. Um. Each rumor can only be spread once. Um. So, and then we're going to, I'm going to record it in our uh, Excel sheet under rumor and scandal. Um, so, the way also a, uh, a rumor and scandal works for everyone watching is that during the novel chapter, which will be happening during our next session, uh, you can either have a spend a resolve token to have a rumor change in the story or remove uh, one later on down the line as well. Um, if you don't like it right now, we can always change, but it won't change soon. This is how the world thinks of you. Um, so we're going to keep to what we were doing. We're going to start with Bloodied Porcelain. Eloise. Uh, yes. 
Um, do the rumors have to be about our characters, or can they be about no, no, uh, no, no, one no, of the no, other no. characters? No, no, no. Yeah, be, I'm just saying, yeah, you're just you're playing. I'm sorry, that was confusing. Um, but no, it's about any of the characters, or about character interactions, or maybe just about the freaking four of you. Um, or about someone you've witnessed or saw. Keep that in mind. Hmm. Well, I kind of already like sowed a seed uh, behind the scenes with one of my tokens, so I'm probably going to pitch that. Um, uh, that the rumor is that Eloise. Oh, uh, trying to think of the best way to word it. Um, wandered away from the party with a man who was not. Uh, related to her or her intended without a chaperone. Okay. So, if you want to type that into the rumor and scandal. Everyone all right with it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the Keeper of the Books. Uh, because I feel that this family is not dealing with enough strife yet, and uh, in support of the uh, evil Sir Richard, I'm going to spread that rumor. Oh. Dang. Damn. Okay. Oh, it's going to catch on. Good. Marked it is spreading. All right. Uh, Yes, we're weaponizing it now. (laughs) (laughs) My poor girl. She's trying her best. Legacy. Um I think Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> um Can we can we go to Overthinker and then come back to me cuz I'm still thinking. Sure. Overthinker. Hmm. I think I'm actually going to capitalize on the the element of ambition. Ooh, this is tough because I have two ideas. Because it's possible someone heard uh, Mr. Fielding and Colonel Campbell when they were talking candidly about the nature of this uh, engagement. So the rumor could be that's not really that it's a tenuous match or that perhaps Mr. Fielding is not not fit not a fit suitor but it could also be that this is all ambition that he's just here to meet someone like uh, Sir Dick (laughs) I'm sorry, I forgot his real name, so he's Sir Dick now. Sir Dick. <laughs> Sir Richard I mean, Fosley, please. 
Bosley. Gotcha. Cool. Which one? Would uh, you opinions. Um, I can go either way. I feel like we're already getting enough traction on the uh, what's up with this relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I was actually thinking something kind of similar that you were just using the family because while they aren't with the money, they're still very well connected. Hmm. And I'll note during the rumor and scandal phase, everyone gets two passes. So you could theoretically do both. Cool. Uh, yeah. Ambition. All right. Can I use my other pass to spread that? Sure. I'll click the button once every thinker has it typed in. Uh, BP, I sent you something. Oh, you did. My bad. Okay. Uh, we are going to pause for just a moment. Mm. You want to help Legacy come up with ideas while we wait? Indeed. So, um, the other thing that I was thinking, um, you gotta shoot down uh, sweaty. (laughs) I'm sorry. Homeboy's gonna have a heart attack by the end of the night. Um, (laughs) um, no, but the, the thing that I was, uh, that I was thinking is, um, It's a bit odd that uh, the colonel is here, uh, just in general. Um, would it be a bit of a stretch to say that maybe he is here um, looking to also make his way into high society not necessarily with the uh uh not necessarily with the family but there are a lot of people of influence here um in means of getting money would be interesting how do you feel about that book that is a perfectly reasonable rumor you want me to type that legacy yeah I've used my two uh, things, so. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So it's a plus three. <laughs> okay, I think we're back to you now. Yeah. And. I think. I would like to start a rumor um, 
I already spread one, so I just start one. There is, there is a rumor that Lady Caroline is considering in her bid to keep, uh, keep the Abbey in the family, selling the dogs. Wow! That might be the spiciest rumor yet. Holy! Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That's so good. Whoa! I will use my second, um, my my second one to spread that. All right. Which means you got to come up with a one or spread another uh, OT. My first rumor almost contradicts my second because it's. It is that perhaps John is more interested in Eloise than she is in him. Oh, just rip my heart out of my chest, why don't you? We have four episodes. We got to get to it. <laughs> I like that, though. That's good. Which I think is really what came out of that conversation in the woods. What some passerby in hanging out in the field. I assume we got to the edge of the field and someone was like sitting on a bench on the other side of some trees. And they heard me being vulnerable. I appreciate that. I appreciate that brewing the tea to spill is a fixed part of the game. Absolutely. Indeed. (laughs) So what now? I think we just sort of, uh, we just gotta wait for Grizz. Shoot the shit, because our, 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 our facilitator is AFK at the moment. Okay. Coming up coming up next will be the epistolary phase, so uh, those of you stressing over uh, right, uh, dictating letters to people may want to start right, playing. Yeah, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. So we settled on... Um, the colonel is here to climb the social ladder by being in the vicinity of the Beaufort family's connections and social circle. Okay. Um, Lady Caroline, in an effort to save the Abbey, is considering selling the dogs, which has been spread. Um, and I don't... And Oh, and somebody overheard uh, Mr. Fielding telling Colonel Campbell that... Um, Feels truly blessed by his... Uh, relationship and isn't sure she feels the same. Feelings might be a little one-sided in the engagement. Okay. Oh, y'all. Well, we we wanted to do something while you were Uh away. (laughs) No, I appreciate... Well, I mean, that's the best part about this. Hands off, it's great. Oh my god, this is great. I am so happy right now. Okay, are you You done typing? What's happening? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm looking at the sheet, and, and the last one isn't in there, so. 
Hmm. You know, Mr. Sir Richard's gonna have a field day. Yeah, there's some yeah. really not nice NPCs in in the uh, <laughs> in the social circles that are gonna have a, a really good time with all this terrible stuff we're doing to ourselves. Yeah, tasty treats. All right. Um. All right, and I appreciate you guys continuing. All right. So, with that all set, and you're all happy with it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, we're going to go to the epistolary phase. Um, so this is like, uh, for those watching, this is the equivalent of like writing a letter to someone. This is like, this is what you're thinking. This is what you want them to know. Um, and this will influence uh, the next novel chapter, of course. Uh, so more or less how it goes is uh, a player has to state when uh who the letter is from uh either themselves or a connection that they play and who will receive it uh and then you're going to dictate the contents of the letter out loud um but there are no rules of what you can uh include on the letter but the normal rules for making sure everyone's okay with it and the use of resolve tokens uh, resolve tokens apply um and don't forget if you want to spend a monologue token after this is all said and done to see what the character is thinking you're more than uh, able to do so um you can send up to two of, uh for everyone's information just to keep that all like straightened out so uh again we will start with uh bp Ugh, it's always me um okay we'll start with overthinker goodness i don't know <laughs> Go the other way around. Yeah. All right. Overthinker. Go up. You're good. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I believe in you. <laughs> okay. Um, no, no. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Best letter I think I've ever had to listen to. <laughs> Thank me, you. me, 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 me. Hit it. <laughs> okay. Hang on. So, trying to, to decide if I'm going to reach out to a contact or if I'm just going to stay on the note that I'm on. And I think I'm going to stay on the note that I'm on because it'll be more tragic. Also, if you want to receive a letter, um, you can use resolve tokens to initiate letters written by other major characters' connections or someone else entirely. So keep that in mind. And then I'll be the one uh, like giving out the letter to you. Hmm. And then I'll, we can negotiate what the letter actually says if I'm the one doing it, of course. But it's up to you. We get two letters? Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's start with the nice one. Uh, Mr. Fielding has had to go back to town for a couple of... maybe up to a week or two to attend to some business. The, our successful tailoring business is profitable, but it doesn't run itself. So while away, I send a message back to my betrothed. Because I can twist the knife, and why not? My dear Lady Eloise, my heart is saddened by the absence but I am sustained by the promise of company rejoined. Business is good, 
all that I do here works to further a, a more comfortable life for us in the future. And I hope that as it is in the interest of all, you do not begrudge me this time with my nose to the proverbial grindstone. I know the city is not to your preference, but I hope you will come around and see its many virtues as I have lived here for so many years and find myself missing it when I am away. <laughs> I... Excuse me. This is all written out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, cough, cough. Forgive me. Uh, I have taken slightly ill and may be delayed a few days longer. Fear, fear not. I'm told it will pass quickly. The doctor has been and gone twice and assures me all is well. I wish to speak to you on a trifling matter upon my return. Uh, I made acquaintance with a most interesting fellow and I find myself questioning certain matters that were broached. I'm sure all will be well and look forward to many happy returns. Yours, John. And that's it. Okay. Yes, just rip my heart out of my chest. OT, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm here yeah, for. Yeah. All right. You're sending the one then? Uh, I will send a second, but I'd like time to figure out what it's going to say. That's all right. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'll um go I'll ahead. Do my first one. Okay, go ahead. Um I'm gonna send it in response uh <laughs> to my intended. Mm-hmm. Mr. Field, I would never dream of begrudging you the time required to see to your commitments. And value the Effort and focus that you put into all that you hold so dear. While it is true that I have never found myself particularly fond of the city, I do hope one day that you will 
show me all about it that you enjoy so greatly and enlighten me to the things that I have been missing. In the meantime, they say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And while it might be a bit lonely without present company, I will endeavor to endure. Yours, Eloise Beaufort. Well, that's that's my first letter. Yeah, it was uh, warm and heartfelt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very formal. Oof! It's like I said in chat. It's no, you were right in that. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, Booker Legacy. Do you have a letter? I do. Hit us with it. I'm gonna. So. Uh, this is a letter from uh, my connection, Jonathan. Uh, okay. Would would be would be suitor uh, <laughs> sent to Lady Catherine, <laughs> in which oh. he says, yeah, my, "My dearest Lady Catherine, <laughs> I am obliged in the writing of this letter to beg your most gracious pardon for my inauspicious effort to speak with you during the evening at Redwich Abbey. I have no excuse besides that of a man transported from his reason to that place from which poets are said to return with celestial verse. I cannot now say with certainty that you recall me, but this was not my first trip to Redwich Abbey. I have been present before in the company of then Captain Thomas Campbell. When he introduced us, you in your youthful way were in the process of organizing an expedition of the woods near the Abbey in search of, as you put it, diabolical (laughs) French spies. The captain did, of course, immediately enlist in this effort and drew me into your company. Upon our return from abroad, I am pleased to discover that your career as a spy catcher has given way to a lady of the highest breeding and most stunning beauty. Indeed, I can now count my evening at Redwich Abbey despite my unfortunate and deplorable behavior as some of the happiest hours I have experienced. Please accept my most sincere apologies, and if you would permit me to call upon you at some time in the future, you would make me indeed one of the happiest men in all of England. Yours most sincerely, Major Jonathan Masters. You know... We've all just been wildly outclassed by Book. Like, there's no coming back from this. Um, what the fuck am I running with? So, <laughs> so, um, the brief time that you overheard his conversation with the good colonel compared to the letter that you just read, he is very well spoken <laughs> when written. Um, yeah. he, 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 might have had, in, he might have had help. Oh, sure. But like in person, <laughs> like, is this man? He's really good. Wait a minute. 
Um, well done. That was beautiful. Um, do you have another letter or anything off the cuff that you wish to say? Uh, I I am going to. Re- I am not going to produce a second letter, but if I am uh, struck with a uh, a resolve token to produce one, I will be. Pr- I will prepare myself to do so. Understood. Ah, uh, legacy. Um, <laughs> this letter will be in response. Um, Admiral Jonathan. <laughs> the entire time that she's writing this letter, she's trying to like really fight off laughter. If if we're being honest, um, Admiral Jonathan. It was a pleasure to make your, to reacquaint myself with you after all of these years apart. I see that you still have as much spirit and heart in you as when I was younger, and it is good to see that your missions have proven successful in very, uh, bringing great pride to our country. I'm glad that my times as a French spy catcher have proven uh, useful in aiding to your missions. And I'm very glad to know that you are home safe and well. Our time apart has put a lot of things into perspective for me. And you are a man that is far more kind and caring than I am than I feel that I should be allowed to take these letters are full of spirit and passion and I can tell that you are one to take kind and curious care when preparing them I appreciate you reaching out to apologize for what had happened during the party, but if I do say so myself, you have nothing to apologize for. We all found each other in a very interesting time, and though unexpected, your interest is very kind. I am not a master of the spoken word myself. I am not a master of the written word. So please forgive my shortcomings in this letter. But speaking with you again is always a pleasure. I hope that in the coming months, if you do call on me and we are able to meet again, that it is under more calming circumstances. Parties have never been something I am quite active in planning or being a part of. Some may blame my youth. Some may blame my ignorance. I just say it's a personal preference. Thank you again for reaching out to me. And I really do look forward to seeing you again. Hopefully this time in better circumstances than last. Sincerely yours, Lady Catherine.
And so I will spend Jonathan's other resolve token to have him uh, read only the parts <laughs> that uh, that tell him she's into you, dude. <laughs> Amazing. Um, how much? You know what? Keeping in the spirit of this game, and uh, because your last letter was so beautifully done, you can have that back. Um, well done, goodness. Uh, but speaking of letters, uh, Overthinker, do you have your other one, or are you good? I do, though I forgot well, his name again. Sir, okay. Dick. And this is where the adults come into play. Um, Sir Richard. <laughs> Sir Richard Fosley. Fosley. With a B? Mm. No, F-A-W-S-L-E-Y. Fosley. Cool. Sir Richard Fosley. It was an honor to meet you directly in the course of the party at Redwich Abbey, and I must apologize in the name of good manners for what affront I might have given in the directness of my approach and a lack of manner on my part that might have been taken as unkind. I find your interest in my fortunes most flattering. Your family is well known and your presence speaks volumes to the quality of our hosts. I shall be in town for a week and entreat you to join me for a drink on Hertfordshire Street. Yours, etc. Mr. Fielding. Okay. And I would like to demand a response. With your other resolve token? Indeed. Okay. Like, you can demand it, but you gotta do something Yes, I would um, like to spend my other resolve token to get a response. My good friend, Mr. Fielding. But of course, I'd be happy to join you. I can't wait to better get to know you and see who the kind of man you truly are. Because I see your ambition. I see your drive. I see what you want to do and what, where you want to go with this business. And how. F <sighs> Forgive me. I get very excited when I'm thinking about it. And it, it translates to my writing, clearly. <laughs> but I would love to meet with you. <laughs> uh, but I would love the opportunity to get you no better. And you're intended, of course. Uh, the Bofa family, for all his purposes, is just as... Uh, it's as grand and as wonderful as it always had been. And its luster uh, will always remain shining, no matter the size of the pile. Uh, I can't wait to see you, mayhaps at the next gathering, mayhaps sooner. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to make that appointment, but I will reach out to you as soon as I can. Um, say hello to uh, Lady Eloise and Lady Catherine for me. Falsely. Ooh, I hate this guy so much. This is great. I may be wrong to be going this aggro, but I am, and that's the choice that I've made, so. You're not wrong. 
the good society, the knife fight behind uh... <laughs> behind the manor house. Let's do it. Yeah. Um... yeah. No matter the the shine and glory will remain the same, no matter the size of the pile. I mean, such a diss. Yeah. Such a royal diss. Um. Yeah, that was good. So, uh, you meet a glorious end. <laughs> Probably at the end of a fucking sword. Uh, Somebody's gonna. So, uh, BP, did you have another one? Um. You don't have to send two. We can if you want to. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write to my good friend and former tutor, Daniel. Oh, okay. Who we haven't seen yet. Not yet. Daniel. We missed you at my aunt's party, though I think perhaps that may have been on purpose on your part, hmm? (laughs) Rest assured, you missed absolutely nothing. It was, as per usual, the typical affair. And then she skips to a new paragraph. I'm kidding, of course. My aunt's dogs managed to accost the very man she intends my sister to wed. Um, a unusual Scotsman by the name of Colonel Campbell regaled us all with um, stories of cooking steaks on the damaged what breastplates, I believe he called them, um, of French soldiers, so that others, well, let's say the things people suspected is not something that should have been discussed in polite society, and yet it was. My sister has, as usual, managed to turn every head in the room. And even at inauspicious moments. And I struggle to keep everything marching in right order, as my brother would have said. When are you coming home? You are dearly missed, and I find my mind is cluttered without you here to help me sort my thoughts out. Mr. Fielding is proving, as usual, to be the perfect gentleman. Though he's away in London for a time. And I admit it is a bit easier to breathe when there's so few people around. Save for you. Ever your friend, Eloise. Mm. Now, for my other players, uh, I am... I wouldn't call myself a chaos goblin, but if I was one, um, now would be the time to spend a monologue. 
Hold on. I'm not done yet. I have a resolve token too. And I want a response from my bestie. Yeah, and I still have a letter that I need to write. I'm just saying, if I want to spend a monologue token, not a time. Um uh, uh my dear Eloise as always it is an absolute joy to hear from you I'm not terribly surprised how the first spring event went uh the dogs are finally able to go outside because your aunt keeps them inside as long as possible um there's always going to be one foreigner that does something strange at a party and well I'll be home as soon as I can I have spent much of my time abroad to, to trying to get to know myself better. I spent so much time in the Abbey and among your family that I haven't really gotten a chance to explore and understand myself better. But I do know I'm a better individual when you are around. Your friendship has always been incredibly dear to me, and I apologize I can't be there for you now while it is so lonely in the house. As far as Mr. Fielding is concerned, well, I was there, and I think I had made an audible harumph when he did actually propose. Not that there's anything wrong with him, I just... How do I put this? In a matter befitting someone of my demeanor? I just don't like him. I'm sorry, I don't. It's official, I don't. I... I don't want you to make a decision that you're just going to hate for the rest of your life. However, I understand that you also do need to do this for your family. I will be there to talk you through this as soon as I possibly can. I should be home maybe in a few weeks. Maybe in time for the next party. I do hold out for me as long as you can. I'll be there soon. And can you do me a favor? Can you give a friendly kiss on the forehead to Bailey, Bonnie, Bess, Bryn, Blair, Bella, Brutus, Baron, Bernard, Bo, Bentley, Bootsy, <laughs> and of course, Sarius. I miss them all so much. My little group of gremlins. Uh, truly yours and forever yours, Daniel. My bestie is the best bestie. I love it. Um, okay. That's good. I think I've done both of my letters, so I'm, I'm good. All right. Legacy. Yes, I have my second letter that I would like to write to good a point. Colonel Thomas Campbell. All right, everyone get out the napkins. Heartstrings. We'll be talking. Here we go. Proceed. Dearest Colonel, I hope this letter finds you in good health. I must apologize again for all of the mishaps at the latest party. Truly, like I told you before, I thought I had a better brain on the dogs, but unfortunately, the first party of spring makes everybody a bit more 
eager to get out and explore. Even those with four paws and tiny personalities that seem larger than life. Your stories of the war intrigue me. It is not often that I'm able to bask in stories of uh, times far away from our homes and since the passing of our dear brother William I find myself growing bored of hearing stories of high society every night it's refreshing despite what the others might think I'm eager to hear more if you're ever willing to share perhaps over tea sometime It is the spring, and the flowers are in full bloom. And while we are in the state that we are in, the Rose Garden has always been one of my favorite places. I'd love to show it to you sometime, if you are ever willing. It is good to see you after all these years. I know that the last time we had spoken, I was but a mere child, but I've since then grown in personality and in courage it takes a lot for a woman to go through the ins and outs of trying to refine herself in society especially in high society and while sometimes I feel as though I'm struggling it is good to know that there are people around you to keep you grounded Thank you for blessing us with your company. It is always good to see that a dear friend of my brother's is able to come and join us. And I am forever grateful that somebody made it home safe. I hope to hear from you soon. Warmest regards, Lady Catherine. And the letter has a has a faint smell of a rose cologne. And I am going to spend my monologue token to see what Colonel's reaction is going to be to that letter. Right. Monologue it is. I guess it's interesting that she talks about finding herself. She's <laughs> she's still a wee stripe of a lass, isn't she? She's not not a wane as such, but She talks about being bored by stories of high society and delighting in my... I don't have story... <laughs> Stories I have of my time in France, that was probably... That one was funny. thought it was funny. Maybe a little inappropriate. No one wants to hear what happened at Quatre Brass. Or at Waterloo. And this, this girl, uh, 
if I were simply here to try and sell my colonel's commission and find myself a place where I could live quietly for the rest of my life, maybe, possibly, but not with what has happened with Dougie, not with what has happened at home. I have a responsibility to my family and to Argyle, and I must see it through. Now, if I can just find someone who will not look at me as the shade of a dead sibling or as his grace before my parents show up and reveal all then then I shall count myself a lucky man and a monologue nice okay who hasn't monologued yet me that's true. I'd like to spend my token to find out where Eloise is at. Is there anything in particular you want me to react to? So you kind of responded point? to my letter in yours, but also, yeah. The state of affairs in general. I wonder if this is what drowning feels like. On the one hand, my parents may never pull themselves out of the grief brought by my brother's death. On the other hand, my sister's desperately treading water, trying to keep her head above the waves and doesn't know which way land is. Our aunt has opinions on everything and everyone. And um, here I am, trying to be the raft to which everyone is clinging. And I'm told that this Mr. Fielding is the sail to which I must be tethered in hopes of reaching safe harbor for my family. So why am I so sad? Why do I think of a future with a man who clearly cares about me and seems to want what's best for me and for all of us. Why do I look at that and... Why do I look at all of that and feel as if I am...
as if I can't breathe. Why? I know it's selfish to want more than this. William is gone and it is my job to save the family from its own ruin. I must look away from my family's spendthrift ways and try to steer my sister in a way, in a direction that will have an outcome of a respectable and prosperous union. But I don't know how. Not really. And all I want is to feel like I can look at someone and that someone could look at me the way my sister seems to look at anyone with that lust for life and that desire for love and ability to give it that I seem to struggle with. Perhaps I should just be content. I wish someone had taught me how to be content. End monologue. Well said. Okay. Now that all of that's been said, I have a few letters that I'm going to send to people. Let's see. Uh, the first one is going to be to Catherine. From your good friend Jasper. I did, cannot hear you. What? I said, ah, yes, Jasper. How wonderful. I <laughs> <laughs> can't hear you at all. Um, uh, how close were the two of you? Like, real, real close? Oh, like, best buds? Literally, like, best friends. Yeah. Like, two okay. peas in a pod. She would probably, he probably knows everything about her. Uh, then yeah. Uh, Catherine, this is a short and sweet, but are you okay? I've heard way too much, and just this past week, and I wasn't at the party, and I'm so sorry, I said I was going to be, and I wasn't able to. It is a very long ramble, but it's like, it's, I mean, I've heard something about multiple suitors, and uh, the dog that attacks someone, I, I will be there, 
Ah, oh, in a few short weeks, I got held up at home. I'm, I was a bit too far away, and we aren't quite ready to leave yet. But I will be there as soon as I can. But write me back when you can. Probably not. You probably won't give me anything. But you didn't say yes to anyone, did you? Of course you didn't. You probably definitely talked to me about it first, because I mean that's what we do. We talk about everything. And you didn't send me anything, and I got concerned. I just hope you're okay, Casper. Uh, With another note, love you. <laughs> um, always concerned and slightly maniacal as Jasper. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, to Mister Feeling. Uh, yes. This is from James. Uh, John, I'm not sure what you've been up to in this short time that we've been apart. I was only taking a short trip to France, but I got home and saw a particular interest of a letter in my, my desk. The Fosley family? The Barons. The Baroness. Fosley. I... We've got a lot of business together, but they... They seem deeply interested in me and they they said you mentioned me and I I deeply appreciated my friend they are interested in investing so much money into a lot of the things I have to do and I I they're, they're going to meet with me in a few days their, their son's actually coming down to talk to me very shortly and I uh, I appreciate it my friend um you didn't have to and just this is going to mean a lot for all of my own ventures, and I deeply appreciate it. Uh, Richard seems like a good man, and I can't wait to talk to him more. So I thank you. Your good friend, James. That motherfucker. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, and the last one is to, uh, Catherine again. Uh, this is from Daniel, your sister's friend. Hmm. It's very, it's, it's, a, it's a little short, but, uh, it's just, sweet Catherine, it's, how are you? It's Daniel, of course, you can see that, but, um. I, I'm writing you just this quick letter. I'm going to be back in Redwich in a few short weeks. Um, quick as I can. Uh, I hope all is well. I, I'm sure at the first part of the year, all sides of... Uh, I, I... I hope you are right as well, but I'm going to be back as soon as I can to aid you both in whatever I can do. Uh, I hope this letter finds you well. Don't worry about all of the rumors or whatever might have you just keep being yourself because that stuff is beautiful and i'm i hope you find what you're looking for before i even get there just hold out strong and ignore all the buzz because that's not what the world is about your friend Dan. Are we having audio issues? 
No, we're good. Oh, okay. Like you said, it's on brand. Let's go. Um, <laughs> there may have there may have been some connection issues earlier that impacted my audio during my monologue. I apologize, folks, but unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that. Right. But uh, I think for the end of this, we are going to do the upkeep uh, off camera to keep this nice and concise. But um, I thank you all for playing this first episode of Betrayed with a Betrayed. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, I hope you all had fun. Uh, and we will end it here for the night. Thank you all for watching. <laughs>